Welcome into Jagzam today. I'm Kainani Stevens, John Osier, and Brian Sexton are with me here today as we get ready to go over a pretty tough holiday weekend for Jags fans as Jags lost their fourth game in a row to the Bucs. And after the game, Trevor Lawrence pretty much at a loss for words. It's really embarrassing and frustrating and you put a lot of work in to do that and to look like you don't even practice. I mean, that's what it looks like, which is, you know, should I call it like you see it sometimes. I mean, it's it's bad all the way around. So we got to find ways to get better. We got to get out of our own way. Um, it just feels like everything's so difficult right now. Like just do the simple things, you know, make the simple plays. Um, just get back to doing what, we, what we've done this season at points and when we were playing well. And, you know, we know we have we have what it takes, but I mean, we haven't the last month. So, at the most important times, we got to play better, and we're not. So, let's get into our big things here today. Because the first big thing is this team is reeling right now. They had a winless December thus far. They lost four games, and as you heard Trevor say, feels like the team looks like they don't practice. Now he hasn't practiced because of injuries, but the rest of the team has. Doug Peterson tried to figure out exactly what Trevor was trying to say. When he doesn't practice, maybe he feels that way, you know, and, and I can I can see that, right? When, when, when your quarterback doesn't get the reps he needs during the week and, and you're trying to get the mental reps for him and he's also working on, you know, the concussion protocol and, and getting cleared from that. So there, I, I can see where he, he would say something like that. But um, listen, you guys are you guys are at practice. You see the, the way the way we go and, and what we've done. And, um, you know, the guys are working hard and, and, but, you know, we've got some new faces on offense that, um, yeah, they, they've, they've got to, they've got to, you know, um, they've got to pay attention to if, we, if we're doing kills and alerts and different things that the quarterback, you know, wants to get us into, uh, they've got to pay attention. They've got to focus and lock in. Brian, those are some strong words from Trevor about what the team's been looking like lately. Where's the disconnect here? Well, look, I, for me, I was glad to see him express that frustration out loud. He has, since his rookie season, when things were way off the rails, always been the guy who says the right thing and keeps the focus on the team. To be honest with you, John, I was looking for sort of a Patrick Mahomes moment. You know that one at the end of that Bills game that the Chiefs lost at Arrowhead a few weeks ago where he went nuts on the sideline and was so angry about his team. I get it. People express their frustration in different ways. But to me, this was as far as Trevor has gone down that road of pointing out the deficiencies and not seeming to worry too much about who cared about what he said. And I think it's important because it's, it's his team. This is on him. He's the leader. And if he's frustrated and expressing it to the media, you know he's doing it to his teammates, and that gives them a chance to make the correction. Yeah, I think it was his version of, you know, uh, what Mahomes uh, did at the end of the game. Um, look, he's not without fault. The uh, pocket stuff, the losing the fumbles, uh, at some point, that has to stop or minimize. It's going to happen. Uh, but a lot of the miscommunications with receivers, um, there's so much to dig into with uh, Trevor's performance. But so much of it not practicing, all that stuff feels like it's adding up a little bit. Uh, I, I'd, I wish I had one sentence that could sum up the lead of this section reeling. Uh, they are, but again, it's still not over yet. It's still in first place. Yeah, a little silver lining. They are reeling for sure. Let's go to our second big thing, which is another one. Trevor Lawrence had a tough performance against the Bucs, and he left that game with another injury as an AC sprain to his right, his throwing shoulder. 
And that's his fourth injury so far this season. Doug Peterson talked about the violent nature of the game and how he's going to deal with his hurt quarterback. Injuries are going to happen, and especially to the quarterback position. Um, you know, uh, all the all the injuries that, that he has sustained are all you know all all hits, uh, you know, all contact stuff, and and um, it's it's part of it, you know, and that's that's his style and that's his aggressiveness, and and um, you know he's he's been fortunate enough to to bounce back from all of them. So you know we'll see as he goes this week uh, where he's at. But, um, you know, uh, we've been fortunate that he's uh, been able to, to be available every, every week so far. John, we don't know what exactly Trevor's availability is going to be at practice this week, but you have to imagine he'll be limited in some respect. Is this going to get much better if he's not out there practicing? Well, I mean, that's, I guess that's the only uh, concern I would have. If he's practicing during the week or able to practice a little bit, then I have no problem with uh, gutting it through and then playing. Um, the problem is, in the last couple of times he has played without practice, it hasn't looked good, and there's been miscommunications. I don't know if, if they're on him, if they're on receivers. My sense is uh, some of the interceptions were more on receivers. But if that's causing lack of communication in the offense, then you do wonder if, if he doesn't practice at all this week, do you again roll him out and start him? Uh, I probably would because he's still the guy and I still think he gives you the best chance to win. But the, but the non-practice would give me more pause than I have felt on this issue so far. Yeah, he had three turnovers on Sunday and he didn't practice last week with the head. He had three turnovers in Cleveland the week he didn't practice with the ankle. I mean, you don't have to really extrapolate too far to realize that Trevor Lawrence needs time to practice. Now, if you want to look deeper into it, you can say that he would be better without practice if, as on that Thursday night in New Orleans, he had Christian Kirk and he had Zay Jones and he had his offensive line at full strength. That's the trouble is he's out there throwing to Elijah Cooks, Parker Washington, Tim Jones. The timing isn't there. The familiarity isn't there. They don't get time on the practice field. So there's, I mean, there's, it's a huge variable. But, John, if you're going to roll him out there coming off a concussion in Tampa, if he's able to play at all, I don't know why you wouldn't put him out there and give him a chance to, to get you over the hump and, you know, the playoff scenarios roll out interesting. You know, if the Jaguars don't win this weekend, the other two teams do. It's really dicey for them to even make the playoffs. So my guess is they're going to find a way to get them on the field. Our final big thing today is time for a change because obviously it's not just the quarterback that's having issues. There's issues everywhere. Coaching staff, players, both sides of the ball, special teams. And Doug was asked if, you know, he should shake things up a little bit, make a big change, start doing the play calling again. That's what he had to say. We've got to do a better job of taking care of the football. It's not about the plays. It's not about all the, you know, we've got to tackle better and we got to take care of the football, bottom line. We do those two things. Those give us a chance to win football games. If we don't, then, then we're going to be sitting here, you know, uh, talking about this again. So um, to me, that's, that's the, 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 glaring, the glaring differences right now between, between winning and losing. Brian Doug was very emphatic that when things go wrong, everybody points the finger, but he feels like those two things are the main issues for them right now. Do you well, agree with that? I, yeah. I mean, it, all you do is watch the game on Sunday, and you saw those things you know, roll out the, the week before. They have 10 turnovers in these four losses, and only five takeaways. And how many times on third down and short has there been a missed tackle that allowed the quarterback or the other team to keep his offense on the field and make plays? You know, look, and I can tell you stories about Tom Coughlin and John about Tony Dungy. 
The great coaches believed in familiarity. They wanted these players to know exactly what they were supposed to do. You go shaking things up and changing things, little things fine. Big things like who's calling the plays, I wouldn't do it at this point of the year. And let's be honest, John, Doug has had a hand in the play calling from the start of the season. This has not just been, well, all right, throw it to Press Taylor. These two men know each other so well. There's such an intricacy between their relationship. This is not the time where you go, all right, well, uh, I'm going to do it all by myself. You want to keep things familiar for this team so that they don't panic because major reactions by a coach in process, that creates a knee-jerk feeling like, well, here we go. I guess everything's on the table now. You do that kind of stuff in the offseason. It's always play calling in the NFL is what I like to say because people love to criticize that. Uh, I, I have not talked to Doug privately about the difference between him, between him and Press. Uh, I think after 15 games, if he thought there was a huge difference, a huge difference in quality of play calling, he would have, quote, taken it back. I think he looks at it and says, the offensive line isn't run blocking very well. When you don't run block, when you don't have the option to run, it limits you as a play caller no matter who you are. Uh, and I, when you look at that fundamental, he didn't say that on Monday or on Tuesday, but if you look at that fundamental, if you look at the lack of tackling, and if you look at the turnovers, I think if those three things were, you know, if they're twos now, if they were sixes, I think you'd be winning games. I think that's what he's going to focus on. Well, look, we got the perfect example of why it's not play calling. And that was the 12-yard loss on Calvin Ridley's reverse where Tim Jones, who's in the game, blocks or misses a block entirely on Yaya Dabi, the, uh, the, the pass rusher who drops Calvin for the big loss. Was, was that Press Taylor that missed that block? No, it wasn't. It, it seems you want to yell at the television and say, that's a horrible play call. Well, not if it worked. If it worked, and they obviously thought it was going to based on what they saw, you had no issues. Plays but, that don't work stink, Brian. Yeah, well, it's one... They, they showed it over and over and over, and you see Tim Jones just whiff on the block. That's execution. That's what Doug is talking about when everybody wants to say, why would you call that play? And, well, look, watch it and see what really happened there. It wasn't Press Taylor's fault. It was Tim Jones who missed the block. Those sorts of things drive you crazy, and you can't just react to all the outside noise. They've got to stick with what they know and what they do and try to do it better. I will say I might be on the fan side with this one because I don't want to see the end around reverses anymore either because I don't think the percentage of them, I haven't seen many of them work. I see them run it a lot, but I haven't seen a lot of it work. So we'll have to see if they use that again coming up this week against the Panthers. We're going to go over the injury report because we've got a few more names on there and one name that might be coming back right here in Jags AM. Welcome back to Jagsam, presented by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. You can step up to luxury at fieldsauto.com. We're, we're also brought to you by DreamFinders Homes. They've been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit dreamfindershomes.com for all of the available inventory and go Jags. Welcome back to Jags AM here on this Wednesday. As we get ready for the final game in December, we're trying to make this not a winless December, not a winless month. They're own four right now. They have one more game. That's going to be against the Carolina Panthers this week. And it's looked on the schedule like it was going to be a pretty easy matchup, but I don't think any of us thought we were going to be at this point where now you don't feel 100% confident going into this game. Well, and the injury list is certainly a big part of that, but also the fact that the Panthers are playing well. You know, they beat the Falcons two weeks ago, and last week, 
was arguably Bryce Young's best game as a pro in that loss. 33-30 was the final to the Green Bay Packers. So you've got a team coming down here who's playing with a rookie quarterback and an interim head coach against a team that has to win to, to get into the playoffs. Where have we heard that scenario before? Yeah, they're, I mean, at this point, uh, the Panthers are just having fun. Yeah, they know there's a change coming at the end of the season. Uh, they're loose. They've done a nice job of sort of recovering from the malaise of the first three uh, months. Um, but we've, it's a broken record at this point. The storyline is more about what the Jaguars are going to do. Are they going to show up? Frankly, Sunday was as listless a performance as I've seen out of this team in I don't know how long. Uh, with everything on the line, that really surprised me. So uh, can they show up and Doug Peterson after the game? sense of urgency uh that is far more concerned to me than anything the panthers do no knock on the panthers i just yeah, think it's sure. it's about how the jaguars play and uh, frankly do they show up right because if they come out with the effort we saw in tampa there that's not going to be good right. um also we've got to mention we've talked about trevor's added on his fourth injury so far this season but there's a lot of injured players and Daniel Thomas has been added to that. He went to IR because of a forearm injury, broke his left arm. Um, so he'll be out for the foreseeable future. Cam Robinson is going to be activated. He was activated Tuesday, so he, his window is available. And Doug Peterson talked and said if everything looks good, they're hopefully going to get Cam back um, this Sunday against Carolina. And something I was looking at, too, is a little bit, um, John, we were discussing Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco. They both missed time um, with those soft tissue injuries, and we didn't see them much in the second half. So how hurt are they? And, you know, if they are needed to play a full game, are they going to be able to do that? Um, I, you would think not playing the second half on Sunday, soft tissue is something that can be aggravated through fatigue. So, hey, we're down 20 nothing. We're not playing very well. Nobody else showed up anyway, so why have these guys get hurt? Mm -hmm. um, that feels to me like that. At the same time, uh, they've both dealt with this for a Tyson, it feels like, all season. Mm -hmm. Cisco, the last few weeks, could they make it through a whole game if they're putting strain on those uh, soft tissue spots? I don't know that. I, I would assume they would have played further had the score been closer on Sunday. Uh, I don't know that we'll know that. Getting Cam Robinson back would be a huge lift, right? I mean, what he brings in terms of his personality, um, you, you can't deny when he got into the lineup there, they started playing better football. So you'd like to have him back, especially because Walker Little is still struggling with the hamstring injury. Um, you know, and maybe a week of rehabilitation and time on the practice field. You at least, I would expect that Cisco and Tyson are going to make a go for it. I mean, this. The way the scenarios roll out, if the Jaguars don't win on Sunday and both the Texans, who are playing in Nashville, and the Colts, who are hosting the Raiders, win, you're out. Right. I mean, the, the scenarios become very, very... There's 16 things that have to happen for the Jaguars, including them winning in Nashville at the end of the season, for them to even make it as a wildcard team. So this is as much of a must-win as they have faced all season long. So I would imagine as many guys on that list as can strap on whatever brace or tape and try and go, we'll go. We'll try to do it. All right, stay with us. Coming back, we'll do a little this or that for this week's matchup against the Panthers.
Hashtags AM brought to you by Price.com, the easiest way to save money with comparison shopping, cashback coupons all in one. It is free. You can try at Price.com today. We also want to honor our Florida Lottery High School Scholar Athlete of the Month, Jackson Copeland. Jackson's proven academic excellence, dedication to community, and all of that leadership on and off the field. The Bright Future Scholarship Program is primarily funded by the Florida Lottery you can assist, that assists students in pursuing post-secondary education and career goals. Four-game skid, crisis, I mean, you know, our goals are still in front of us. Nothing's changed there. But uh, somewhere, somewhere we've got to, you know, uh, we got to stop this, uh, you know, dam from from busting wide open. This or that. This, this or, or that. Crisis mode, according to Doug, whatever you want to call it. But is it panic mode? Is it crisis mode, or do you just need to beat the Panthers? Is that as simple as this is, or will that fix things, or is it time to panic right now, Brian? Well, it's never time to panic. I mean, that doesn't do anybody any good. But I, I do like the word desperation. And I use that word because that was what the folks in San Francisco were describing when the Niners came east and just beat the Jaguars handily. They had lost three in a row. It looked like they were sliding out of the playoff picture in the NFC. And they needed something to turn their season around. So they came in here, played with an edge, played with a sense of urgency, you, desperation, whatever it is. There needs to be a heightened awareness of what's at stake, and that is lose, and you're likely not going to make the playoffs. And for a team that was 8-3 and three and had a chance to compete for home field advantage throughout the playoffs, to just skid out of it entirely, well, that calls for desperation, right? Not panic, but it calls for having your back against the wall and to come out swinging. That's just the way I see it. Yeah, I, uh, beating the Panthers doesn't fix everything, but... Winning certainly enables you to come out of the season with a better feeling. Uh, this team hasn't won back-to-back division titles in 24 years, since 98-99. Uh, so, so you get a chance to make history. And once the season's over, if you get these last two, you finish 10-7, and seven, you f- fare well in the playoffs, th- then all of a sudden you're a tough team that overcame this late season obstacle. You can still change your narrative. Um, I guess I, I guess I'd like to see. I don't care that much about desperation or anything like that. I'd like to see some maturity. I mean, yeah. I, I you know, I thought this team for 12 weeks was a scrappy team that played well, played maturely, made big plays at the end of games to win. I thought that defined them, and they haven't been. You know. I don't think the first three games of this losing streak were necessarily a tragedy. You lost to Cincinnati, Cleveland, they're good. The Ravens are really good. Uh, all of those you could sort of get. Um, Sunday, they didn't look like a mature team, and I thought they were. I would like them to prove me wrong or right or whatever, but show me that they're mature again on Sunday. Um, they didn't look it on Sunday. That was tough whenever it's an effort thing, right? You want to see, you want to assume they're past that at this point. I think maybe the only other time I really remember is, you know, when they're in that Texans game where everything went wrong in the first quarter and a half, and then it was like they kind of just rode it off. And that's kind of what Tampa looked like. It looks Mm -hmm. like they got hit in the mouth right in the beginning, and they just didn't really find a way to will themselves back into it. And that's part of being mature. That's part of the National Football League. As we talk every single week, you have to want to win every week. Otherwise, it's not going to happen for you. All right, our other this or that this week is we touched a little bit on touched a little bit on this earlier, but 
Trevor Lawrence is hurt with his fourth injury, and as we've discussed, on those weeks he doesn't practice and he plays not the best of outcomes. So is this another instance where you need to win this game? Do you roll out an injured Trevor Lawrence or do you try to roll with C.J. Beathard and get him healthy for hopefully your game after that? Or what do you do? Do you just have to play whoever? I wish I knew. I mean, I, I, and I always struggle with injury-related questions because I don't know how hurt the player is. Um, if his arm is affected to where he's not thrown effectively, then I don't see how you can play him. Uh, guts and moxie, which he has shown, hasn't been enough the last two times he's played. I don't think he played awfully against Cleveland. Uh, there were some turnovers there. That's a really good pass defense. I, did, I didn't necessarily think that was an awful game as much as it was uh, some circumstances. Uh, the other day was bad, but I, did, I don't really know how many of the interceptions were his fault, Brian. So um, I, I guess I lean back to what I said earlier. If he can't practice effectively, if it doesn't look like they're developing chemistry on the field, which we won't see, yeah. then I don't see how you can play him. Um, except that he's probably still your best chance to yeah. win. All right. So I, I just talked about Cisco and Tyson and you know, whoever could strap on a brace and tape it up mm -hmm. and play because this game is essentially your season. You don't win. You, you, your playoff chances go to minimal. So I, I, I'd play him, right? Unless I put myself in a situation where I need my quarterback to have surgery on a shoulder like Anthony Richardson did, right? It's not worth that. No, it's not worth that. Um, you know, this is a season of adversity. And things get away from you and I don't I don't mortgage my future for my present I just I don't um, and so if if the doctors tell me he's cleared to play and he likely will be okay coming out of the game uh, all right but if I'm worried about that shoulder and surgery in January and not having him in the offseason to get ready uh, then I'm thinking really really hard about putting CJ Beathard in because he's going to be the guy on the practice field all week getting the reps. And the coach just said that that's important, right? Timing and accuracy and all those things. What? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, there's it's so much really at stake difficult. you have to do it. But, you know, I was the guy last week who asked Doug, are you sure you don't want to give this, you know, to, to just name uh, C.J. Beathard your starter? Uh, I just didn't see where a guy who missed all week of practice with a concussion made right. sense to play. It's low-hanging fruit now. It's easy to, to look back, although I did ask the question last week. Now, I guess, as long as I'm told that, um, that he, he's not going to significantly injure it, uh, all right, let's go. Let's see what you can do. We'll hear from Trevor Lawrence a little bit later today, and we'll also see if he practices today, so that'll give us a little more insight as we look forward to the rest of the week. Stay with us here on Jags AM. Jags fans, if you want customized Jaguars furniture for your home, check out ZipChair.com to browse all customizable options. ZipChair is furniture for fans. Also, this week's game against the Panthers is brought to you by Johnson & Johnson, the makers of AccuView brand contact lenses, making vision possible. Proudly based in Jacksonville, you can visit JJVision.com. I mean, the season's not over, and that's the thing. Own it. Feel it. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. Yeah, tomorrow's Christmas, and I, don't, I love my family. I have a good time, but you know this hurts. I'm gonna be watching film on what I need to do better. 
And if, if, if it's a game plan or it was something that they did different, then I'm going to be attacked like that. So for me, I got to own that, get better, move on. Josh Allen said he's watching film on Christmas, said it wasn't his best performance. And when he says other people need to be accountable, he had to hold himself accountable. That's certainly what you want to hear. And Josh is one of the people that um, isn't shy from being honest about those sorts of things. So that's good leadership on the defensive side of the ball. But it's got to come from more people than just just your captains, right? It's got to be everybody. You know, at eight and three, it looked like this was going to be a team to contend with. Um, and, and you could talk about injuries, and, and we certainly have, and that, that cost them. Um, but at this point, John, based on, on the performance last Sunday, it's about a couple of guys who aren't injured stepping up and, and leading the way by making plays. Josh is certainly one of those guys. There are others. Um, you know, Calvin Ridley is a guy. Evan Ingram right there is a guy. Um, you got to make all those plays if you're going to be the Panthers on Sunday. Well, yeah. Uh, Doug, after the game, talked a little bit about pride of not committing these turnovers, of uh, doing it, attention to, de- attention to detail, all these things. I think it's a look in the mirror week. I, I, you know, I, I, um, I just feel the way about this team. They should beat the Panthers. Uh, you're playing at home. Everything's on the line. You have something to play for. The adage in the NFL usually is if a team's got something to play for and another team doesn't, the team has something to play for wins. Uh, but if you're playing like you did last Sunday, you're not going to win. Right. So, I, you know, I know we have a show to do tomorrow, and I'll sit here and try to analyze it. <laughs> I don't have that much more to say about this team until I see them go out and play with more urgency than they did on, in Tampa. Look at the mirror is a great way to describe it. In other words, poke in the chest. You know, I mean, to be able to, to say to the guy next to you, hey, you got to play better this week. Do you understand what's on the line this week? And, and I'm sure Doug will lay out the playoff scenarios for them and, and the importance of this game. And I referenced earlier we've seen a, a team with an interim coach and a rookie quarterback. We watched the Jaguars mm-hmm. with Daryl Bevel and, um, Trevor. and Trevor Lawrence okay. beat the Colts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I remember <laughs> him going, I guess apparently the story afterwards was he was poking guys in the chest in the locker room saying, we're going to play well, we're not going to just lay down. And they did, and they beat a Colts team that just had to win to get into the playoffs. And then that Colts team didn't recover the next year. Things just went out of control for them. Um, You don't want that to be a scenario where you lose to a a two-win Panthers team and find yourself outside of the playoffs and then go on the road and have to play a Tennessee team that you know will be ready to go with Mike Vrabel. You just, you don't want that. That could be very bad. So what you want to do is have everybody in the locker room looking at themselves and then saying to the guy next to them, I'm doing this, what are you doing this week? This is not a, an opportunity for us to do anything but go play our best football and win. Opportunity, opportunity to prove who you are, and certainly they'll need their best effort after the last four losses in a row. Tomorrow on Jagzam, we'll go over our, uh, that fully that matchup against the Panthers this weekend. We'll see you tomorrow morning.